Hello, and welcome back to Sentient Souls. I'm Joshua. And I'm Tony. And I was just talking to Tony right now about my experience with my therapist. So I was talking to my therapist. She was telling me how hard I am on myself while we were having a discussion, how growing up with two controlling parents affected me. And a lot of it up to that point was how they were very results driven and my word didn't really mean anything to them unless I had some sort of factor result to really like go off of. And so fast forward 27 years, I come to this point where I'm like, oh no, I don't have a lot of results for my life right now. I was sharing with Tony that I didn't really feel like, like I've been a well I've been I've been really critical with myself because I had I came to the sense where I haven't accomplished a lot of the things that a lot of my peers have accomplished and that brought us into comparing ourselves to others and that was really hard for me to really understand the difference but I came to this conclusion where the reason why I do that to begin with is because I'm so hard on myself and it took a lot for me to really get to that point because I've always been told that I've always been a playful person and a, and a happy person to be around others. And so it was this weird, I would consider it like a dichotomy between my personality and the way that I am on myself. And so uh, my therapist even brought it up to me and she was like, the funny thing is here is there's like this juxtaposition happening between your personality, which is so fun to be around and so playful to interact with mm -hmm. when we're having our sessions mm -hmm. because me and her were, we're very much back and forth. Uh -huh. Easy, and, like and, easy to get into. Yeah, very flow. She's like, it's great to really be able to communicate with someone who is very aware of themselves yeah. and to go through these sessions with because I can have a really good time with you as my patient. We can have a really good time in these sessions. Working together. Working together, yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much what's happening yeah. here. We're very collaborative. And not only that, but she really like draws out the side of me that is very vulnerable, but at the same time can accept what's happening. Because, is developing, like working on it. Yeah, because I'm not super, just super into my emotion at the time. We're, we're more so being a little bit more analytical of what's happening. So all that to say, I get to this point where she's like, why are you being so hard on yourself? What's, what's causing this? to happen and I can't even in that moment I couldn't really give her an answer um, and up until this point all I know for myself is that I'm results driven I need to see that I've done something to feel like I've accomplished something like I need to be able to to have felt that I've accomplished something so currently I am working on a lot of different projects one of them being my astrology readings and my tarot based readings i'm working on a tiktok and i'm also working on this podcast right now mm -hmm. and most of it has to do with really getting myself out there really putting myself out there and really trying my best to get results done or like feel as though i'm doing something with my life i'm also as i've mentioned before taking like singing mm -hmm. lessons and really trying to put my best foot forward in this moment because I know that's what I have. But through all of that, I've come to this conclusion that I am stressing myself out and I am really putting a lot of 
not only responsibility, but a lot of expectation uh-huh. on what I need to do for myself in this moment or who I need to become. And it's weird because a part of me feels like, but what else can I do? Because I feel like I'm living in the moment. This is my moment right now. And I don't want to waste my moment. Oh my God. Can I bump? Yeah. Okay. This might be juicy, but I feel like this is my moment. If this is, if you're wondering about it, this is your moment. I kind of am in this part of my life where I feel like aware of my moment. And I feel like in this time of my life, I'm like, um, what is it? I'm dying a lot, dying often. So like, instead of me thinking about who I want to become, I'm really thinking about what I want to shed and what I want to get rid of. And that is how I know um, who I'm going to become. But I've never really been in this part of my life as much as I have been now. But before I felt more of like what you felt actually, like maybe like three or four years ago. But now recently I've been feeling more like, like I'm dying pretty much pretty often and I get surprised by that. I don't know, like I'm like allowing myself to like shed and melt away and transform. So that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm actually really in a like vulnerable, sensitive time. And I think that's why, I don't know if you've been hearing me talk about vulnerability and, or even going through a hard time or dark times or whatever. Like, not like they're so dark, but I mean, like, that's what I mean. That's the nature of the- I need to keep kind of going forward. And I would say that I've definitely gone through a lot of transformations. I mean, you tell me a lot out of all of my- Really? Yeah, out of all my friends, uh-huh. how much I've like changed. Oh yeah. You've seen me grow uh-huh. throughout the years. Like uh-huh. I hear that often from you. And I and I definitely feel that. Like I, I, I can definitely say that, but I've also feel like I'm not, I haven't been, allowing myself to be that vulnerable. It's really weird. There are like these moments where I feel like I am being vulnerable with myself, but not with others. Mm. Or I I think I'm being vulnerable with myself, but it's actually really funny because there's the, the problem. And this is something that I, I was discussing today. Mm. I went to breakfast with friends of mine and it was we were discussing the idea of thinking and how thought is what basically causes all of these problems to arise to begin with. It's like, I think therefore I am. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, there's this idea that we have all of these ideas that kind of have been instilled in us. And this even comes back from previous episodes. Like the conditioning. Yeah. That we're programming. Right. That have been, that has been running through us Mm -hmm. throughout this time. Mm -hmm. And it's this idea where, we're pretty much believing these beliefs and we're there. And and even if you want to be somewhere else, you're only really able to see what you can see in that moment. And there's this aha that usually only happens when there's something like maybe really stressful or tough or hard that really breaks away or opens up your perception. Mm, I like the opens up term. That's really neat. Yeah. Because a lot of times, a lot of times you're fighting for what you believe. A lot of times you can't let go of it because you're so attached Mm -hmm. to that idea. And that that's the, I think part. So that idea has been there and you're like caught up in it. And for me, it's been this idea that I am really, I'm really vulnerable with people. I'm, I'm really vulnerable with people. Like I know I'm vulnerable with people. But how do I really know if that's the thing that I believe? How would I really know unless it's happening? And I actually came to this conclusion when I was here with you guys the last time 
Really? Yeah. When we were, we had this meditation after our podcast session here and we all were pretty much, we had done this Isha Kriya. Oh wait, no, Isha Kriya meditation. Yeah, the Isha Kriya meditation. Sadhguru teaches it or covers it on YouTube. You can find multiple videos of it, but it's just about getting connected to how you're not your thoughts you're you're not your mind right and or your body whatever feelings come up in it you could be um vulnerable but if you just have that thought there then that means you're not working on actively being vulnerable you just you believe like to, it yeah, yeah you, you just like, like to, to think, think it uh-huh. yes. so, doesn't really mean you're doing it right and i remember i was sitting there we had done the meditation and i it had brought me all of this uh peace and tranquility and joy even and then tony comes up and talks about being vulnerable with us in this group setting. And then I start realizing as she's speaking to me about being vulnerable in this group setting, how I haven't been vulnerable in a group setting in a minute, because we haven't actually had this sort of meditation practice together. Us three, me, my husband and and Josh, who yeah. is here. Yeah. Me so right now. <laughs> and and we have done it before and and I realized, you know, as she was speaking, letting us know that we, she's comfortable with us being vulnerable with us. And I'm like, ah, yes, me too. I, I totally see that. And that's who I'm most vulnerable with. And that's who I'm most comfortable with. And then I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> but then how am I being vulnerable with other people? Or uh-huh. when am I being vulnerable with, with yourself? With myself? Yeah. yeah. Outside uh-huh. of this. Sure. And it kind of all hit me uh-huh. in that moment. And oh, I was, I was wondering what you were thinking. So yeah. I'm glad that you're sharing. This. And I shared this with her husband. Her husband's also named Josh. Um, <laughs> oh. <yeah>. And so <laughs> I was sharing this with Josh uh, while we were just like having a discussion about how we felt afterwards. And we came to this, this conclusion of being what we need to do for ourselves. doesn't really necessarily have to happen when Uh, outside of ourselves so the question that we proposed is how do we need to be for ourselves in the moment how to be and that goes into Taoism which is a book he actually shared with me what is the the Tao the Tao yeah Tao Te Ching the Tao is the way and that's T-A-O I believe is Mm -hmm. the spelling and basically I realize as I'm sitting there that I haven't asked myself this. I hadn't. I hadn't really been vulnerable enough to get to that point where I realize where I can get to myself and ask myself, how do I need to be in this moment for myself? And that allowed me to really dive deeper into my own personal like life mm-hmm. within myself. And it's actually been a really interesting practice. That's kind of the practice that I've been working on currently. And Tony is Filipina. And so we come from this collective collective ideal. Culture, um, collective, yeah. collectivist culture, where, yeah. where like the big big pressure put on like the grupo, the group think, like not really on your own individual. Visuality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we get to this point, or I get to this point where I am with other people now. I'm asking myself, what do I need for myself or how do I need to be in this moment for myself so that I can function properly for the people around me? And that blew That's my mind. That blew my mind. You. Yeah. Because in, in the uh-huh. moment, in the moment, I always thought, you know, I need to be here for this person. And I didn't really think about what my needs were, but I realized that my needs are like, now I realize that my needs are so important 
that I need to push past that. I need to be able to figure out what I need first before thinking about others. Yeah. yeah that's like, I think that's just a maturation growth thing. That, yeah. That, yeah. And, and that's lovely. I'm yeah, glad. Well, for, well I uh-huh. mean, it make it has always made sense. Like, but putting it into practice has been something completely different. I, it's not like I didn't know that I needed to take care of my needs. It's more so that I wasn't doing it, even though I know I know I needed to take care of my needs. It, it was the reason why I wasn't doing it was what I was mentioning earlier was that guilt, that shame. Of feel, even having a need. Exactly. Of even getting to that point. I think that almost sounds like perfectionism and you can't be, you can't expect yourself to not ever have needs because I think the human condition is to always, to need. You're going to need to go to the restroom eventually. You're going to need to go to the bathroom. And it's not like you get too excited about that, but I do know you get hangry sometimes, <laughs> you yeah. know? Definitely. That's the weird thing. That's actually kind of one of like, and one of the things that I've been thinking about is the choice of not being hangry and kind of getting to that point in my life where you provide for yourself before that happens. Before that happens. (laughs) Yes. Because that's the other part is that knowing that you're not perfect anymore kind of gets you to this point where, okay, so you're probably going to get hangry. You're probably not going to, you know, be able to do the, this thing that you need for yourself at all all the time. So it's all about, to me, it's all about being hard on yourself because that shows me that I'm still being hard on myself because I need to get that, if I don't get that need satisfied anymore, then I get upset at the fact that I didn't get that need satisfied. And, and then that's the expectation part too, right, right there. Exactly. Maybe expecting you to be like perfect, but then, but that links right up to what you opened this episode up with, which was, I guess the conditionings and programmings that run within us from when we were growing up. Can you give me a couple examples like that of where you can see you can be vulnerable? I would love to hear that. Like, is this is a safe space, and so I would love to hear what you think you could be more vulnerable in, where you probably haven't been. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Moments where I can be more vulnerable. Yes. Even with myself. Uh-huh. So a great example is I recently was upset with somebody because we had made plans to do this thing. Uh, we want, we were going to go get ice cream at this place. And it was, for me, it's all about experience. I'm really into experiences. I love eating at new places. And I had mentioned eating at this place and pointing out at pointing it out to him. He has been like, yes, let's do it. I'm ready. So I had bookmarked it in my head. Uh-huh where I was like, okay, that's done. I'll, we'll get to that point when we get there. Fast forward a couple of weeks ago, he ends up you know, calling me, we talk about his day or whatever. And he tells me, oh, I ended up trying out that new place that you wanted to go to not too mm-hmm. long ago. And I was like, excuse me, you did what now? <laughs> and in that moment, I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated. I was actually supposed to meet up with him that day, that day to go play badminton um, because we we have this group of friends that we go play badminton with. And mm-hmm. I decided not to because I was so enraged uh, at the fact that for me, it felt like I was somehow maybe disrespected or, or just not even being considered, I think. Because I had a moment like this I felt, too recently where I, I felt left this. out. That was pretty much the biggest uh-huh. thing is in the end, I realized I felt left out because I 
when I looked back at it, yeah. I knew what I, if if I were to be vengeful, it would mean I would want him to feel left out of. Uh, oh, I see. And so I took that as okay. This is my reflective moment right now. However, so that was that's what I did. But how can you be before I got there? Before I even got to that point, I was so upset. Still, I was so upset. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm gonna try to just let it go, and. Instead of letting it go, I know I swept it under the rug because I didn't process the emotion. I just wanted to move on. I wanted to go forward. So I wasn't really taking the time to even be vulnerable with myself. Mm. I just decided, okay, this is not what I want to feel. I'm going to bookmark this feeling and I'm going to move on and try to and try to pretend as though I have actually moved on. Yeah. The next day, he hits me up and he's like, hey... I would love to talk to you and hang out. And I was still upset. And I realized, oh no, something is festering. Something is bubbling. I know I don't want to talk to you because I still feel this feeling right now. And I said, I can't do this. Uh, unfortunately, something's going on. And, and usually for me, it's not that difficult. Usually I can let it go and move on. But then I realized, what if I've never actually let it go because I never actually processed mm -hmm. these emotions? So being vulnerable with myself in that moment mm -hmm. was me sitting down and feeling the nasty feelings that I was feeling based off of this and really just going deep and trying to understand what, what I needed. Yeah, what I needed and mm -hmm. what I was being told by, by those feelings because it was so frustrating to me. And I came to this conclusion Actually, the reason I came to this conclusion was because I was listening to this Brene Brown book, this mm. audio book called Rising Strong. Uh, if you haven't heard of Brene Brown, feel free to do so. She does a lot of talks researcher, about... Researcher. Yeah, author. she's a researcher. She was, she was a professor. Yeah. I don't, know. She, I don't think right. she teaches anymore, though. She's from Houston. She does a lot of talks about her specific research. Mm -hmm. And a lot of her research is on guilt, on shame, on how to address those blocks or vulnerability and vulnerability mm -hmm. exactly love it love yes. it ah. she's great look into her rising strong is the one we are actually currently mm -hmm. reading together and when there was this moment in the in the book where she talks about her sfd which is her shitty first draft and a shitty first draft is all about getting all your emotions out on paper and when you know a reaction is coming, when yeah, you know when you're you know. feeling a little struggle there. Exactly. So that you can get to the bottom of what of you're really, really feeling. Yeah. yeah. And if not at that moment, uh, I mean, yeah, you would be starting at that moment, you know, address like, what am I thinking? Then eventually when you reflect, you'll also be able to. Start. Right. Exactly. You don't need to do it right then and there. But the, the whole thing. Right. Yeah. But the point is you get a sheet of paper out and you start write it all out and yeah. you let it go. It's not, it's supposed to be kind of like a. Um, a, a flow of consciousness sort mm -hmm. of writing Stream where of consciousness yeah, yeah exactly you just dump it dump it all up. out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and even if it sounds bratty or bitchy mm -hmm. or shitty like it doesn't matter if there's a lot of curse words on it just let it out just let it out and really it helped it really has helped me let it all out and so i was able to do so and i i had realized as i was doing this a big part of it is you come to these this, these conclusions in in these SFDs where you're you you see what the underlying what the story underlying is. story is yeah. yeah and a lot of it is her telling us when you want to do something to somebody out of spite or out of being vengeful you realize that is that feeling is what you felt that is what exactly what, how you were treated. Um, it doesn't happen all the time that way, of course, but in this moment, I realized I felt left out because I really wanted to do this thing with this guy and 
he went with somebody else mm-hmm. and he did it all on his own mm-hmm. with and so there was like tinges of jealousy there mm-hmm. um and also even a bit of like this idea that he didn't understand when i had asked him you know about it uh because he even confirmed i know you told me you wanted to go with me <laughs> kind of thing and i yeah. was like how then how is it you know uh-huh. all of these things so hmm. coming to that i circle back and i'm like oh wow I can really be here for myself. And instead of being upset at the situation, I can really say to myself, just let it go, really, really let it go because it's not the end of the world. You know, it's just an ice cream place. You know, that was pretty much the end of it. It was this experience. It's an experience. And I can have this experience with him at any point. So there was a lot of me having to dive deep within myself to find stability because I was really unstable in that moment because of how upset it had made me. But also, maybe I feel like you were unstable because I see a theme between our conversations when we talk about our struggle moments. When we're in the rumble, that's how like Brene Brown likes to talk about those struggle moments. But um I think you and I put a lot of emphasis in others and in working with others in our environment or in our lives. So we are kind of hard on ourselves when that happens. Honestly, I know I'm going to be vulnerable here and I'll, and, and hopefully I'm so excited actually to get to do this. You're honestly the person that I'm most practice being vulnerable with the most on a, on a daily and on a weekly, you know? And honestly, I've been telling you since December, January that I've been really wanting to do this with more people. I, I actually feel like it's possible, but then again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm judging, but from my experience, I don't know how vulnerable people around me really are being. I feel like to, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I have to, I, I do kind of feel like the queen of vulnerability sometimes around here among these parts. So if you've got a friend that you know is like up, <laughs> that lives down that road, you give me a holler because it gets kind of lonesome out here. Ah. But anyway, back to, back to the thing. I think that I, I, I get this uh, being hard on myself. It comes from this moment in my life. I feel like I really remember growing up and my parents really having an idea or expectation of how they wanted me to be. They really wanted me to be successful like my dad, maybe be a doctor or like a lawyer or a business person or just something great and grand. So somebody that was successful. And honestly, just being around this environment and these messagings, these messages, and they also like valued knowledge. They, there's even like VHS tapes of me, like reciting facts, trivia facts about like who the political leaders were at the time, who the president was, who the speaker of the house was. They had a, they got a huge kick of that, kick out of that. But what they didn't know is that that truly told me that I wasn't good enough the way I was. I had to be someone else to be great, to be successful. And that is when when it I started like cutting myself emotionally inside. Like I knew I got the message that I wasn't whole the way I was. I wasn't good and ready enough. I had I would have to go through a gauntlet of life, like almost like a freaking video game. I just know that's where the root of my vulnerability issues and self-love issues and confidence and sense of self really come into play. Like, 
And that's another thing I'm encountering in my life is that I'm really working with addressing these dysfunctional beliefs and conditionings and programming is because of all the time in my life. It's really like coming out now. I'm really working on it right now. Like I have to address these things if I want to move on from here. And that's why I think these last two years of my life have been the most different than I've ever been. And and this is a really unique thing for me to be sharing with my friend Josh here because we've had many years together. Like I, how long has our friendship been at this point? At least nine at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really truly feels Close like to, lifetimes, yeah. right, of change for both of us. Yeah, that continuous. We've... Yeah, I've noticed. I mean, in general, I feel like we both have like transcended, have died and come back and died and come back. And come together again. Yeah. Every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time we have, yeah. Even when we have not been together, we come together and it's, it's like that friendship, right? It's, it's feeling like you're not good enough based off of, you know, your past um, and what you've been through. I think that for me, it represents, you know, the twin flames or the kindred souls, the kindred spirits. But maybe you and I both, I think, have gone through similar traumas maybe. And right. I think that's that why too. we're so connected yeah. emotionally on, right. uh, to where we're at. Yeah. I think even to tie in what you were bringing up with nothing that we go through is too small to help us experience the growth that we're going through right now with this boy and the experience that I went through where I was trying to be vulnerable with with myself, my example, the experience was not the end of the world. It was very small, but it still got me to this point where I was able to address issues from my past, like hmm. sweeping these emotions under the rug and not, and addressing, not addressing them, not going there, right. not feeling those emotions, I, not being vulnerable with, with yourself to exactly. do to do it. Right. And that was my that's the key. Yeah, that's the key. Sure, is, is being able to find those moments, even if they're really small, mm. and being able to actually tell yourself you know these are there is a reason why you went through this it's because in the past you didn't address your emotions you just had to keep going so you for myself i had to sweep them under the rug and move on yeah because you were a kid and what were you gonna do it's kind of like in matilda i'm big and you're small what you're gonna do about it when you're a kid exactly nobody taught me how to go through that nobody (laughs) taught me to to process them everybody just was like if you're not moving along you're gonna get left behind so hurry up and that was really hard. That was harsh, really, probably. Yeah, for that for too. You, yeah. And as a sensitive kid growing up, I just had to grow up feeling tough and I had to be tough and I had to really just put on Assert this shell. Too. Yeah, I had to become somebody that I really wasn't. And even up to this point in my life, there's a lot of that vulnerability that I don't want to go through because it makes me sensitive and it makes me feel things that. I thought I had let go a long time ago when I was, you know, a little kid. But as I get older, I realize that what I'm doing is actually going back to my little kid self. And and doing the same things until you address it. Doing the work for him, like helping him see what needs to be done now and actually like... And moving on. Yeah, moving on from what what I had gone through. and, and, Mm -hmm. And like you said, actually addressing those issues because... Yeah, like I said, nobody really taught me how, and I'm really learning it at this moment. Same, yeah, same. That's why, like, this is a. That is why I'm also curious about who, who are, who else out there is doing this work with themselves, wanting to connect with themselves, wanting to be more vulnerable and see what is 
there and why they're feeling those hurts and pains and yeah and it's kind of like so vulnerable and raw I think sometimes we don't even notice when we're like shut ourselves off from it or don't want to do it yeah a big part of it for me is realizing that going through this there's a lot of hurt that cut that is involved in processing these emotions and nobody wants to feel that yeah nobody wants to get that quick fix and be happy and sure. like get that dopamine rush and just move on right we live in that society and that's kind of the funny thing about us yeah because not only do we have this collectivistic mindset we also have this idea where we're american born in this we don't need to be addressing our emotions we need to go we be, we need to be go-getters we we need to be driven and we need to get things done so it's really interesting the social norm here is very different from our cultural background and that in itself as i mentioned in the beginning of this episode is very juxtapositioned and that causes a lot of tension whenever there are two opposing factors coming into play it it really does create this tension within you and it makes it harder for you to really understand what is really happening and what isn't really happening and what isn't really working for you and how to how to assess that and how to dissect it and how to like process it and then integrate it into your life and then move on yeah evolve and transform (laughs) from that and move on i know like it's a lot of work i know but you know what i also right now as Mm -hmm. i was hearing you say that i bet you that there are oh there are people out there that are feeling the same kind Mm -hmm. of tension Mm -hmm. and maybe it's not from like childhood trauma and addressing things maybe like they went through like losing a loved one in their life and it kind of unexpectedly and it kind of is eliciting these emotions too but i and so then when i think of like my own story i'm kind of like uh i just want to know if if this is for everyone or was it just me but like i know that sounds kind of like awkward but sometimes i think it's the only only me or you like going through only the people that went through childhood trauma but i guess that's all kind of pain and trauma and suffering yeah like i said that's why i was mentioning there it doesn't have to be so big it can be really small and it can still be traumatic for somebody who's never really gone through something like that experience. Like if if someone hadn't gone through uh, emotional trauma growing up, mm-hmm. but they still experience uh, a delay at getting an order from Amazon or something, that can still be frustrating and they can still learn from that experience and grow and be like, okay, clearly I, sometimes I'm not going to get my package the day I want it to. And... I can learn that that's not really going to, me being upset about this situation isn't going to solve anything. And me being more accepting and understanding will help me just let it go and move on and be happy with my life. And I think that's like the biggest thing for everyone to kind of learn Mm -hmm. is not to get caught up in the ideas that we were talking about to begin with, because there are all these ideas in our head that that we've been either like grown into or have taught or spoon fed even programmed that just kind of keep coming back and just keep coming back and so at this point it's really understanding that we create the life we want to live in and if we're creating a life that is like full of this these ideas that cause us to stay hurt and not address the hurt then we'll, we'll continue to perpetuate this hurt and we won't ever actually address it and move forward we'll just be stuck in it Mm -hmm. and a lot of times the hardest part is realizing that That you're in it yeah that you're in it to begin with because Mm -hmm. 
you never know until you know. <laughs> Literally. And I think that's even a Lady Gaga song, right? Where it's like, till it happens to you, Lady Gaga already knew it. And that's the truth. Until it happens to you, you never know mm -hmm. what's on the other end. And that's why we need to live with compassion. And that's why we need to live empathetically and lovingly towards others because you literally have no idea what's happening on the other end. And you can learn from by sharing what you're being vulnerable about. You someone can really like when we before we even started recording, I said something. I was I took a moment to be vulnerable with Josh here and it it was really truly vulnerability at, at its best. And that's why it went really deep real quick because I was like, I'm just gonna go there and we went there and he even was saying like oh, I know so much now by you just sharing that, you know, and that's something I probably would have never ever had access to or have experience of. And you're even saying that you're all about experiences. And same, I'm kind of looking for the same kind of connections and nourishment. I love that I have this connection with you. That's the main reason why we're having this podcast too, is like we've had this amazing connection for almost a decade and we realize how magical it is and the chemistry in it and all the life lessons and growth that we get from it. It would be a sin to just to not share a few of our <gasps> cheese shreds. Exactly. Like imagine a block of cheese and we're grating it right now. <laughs> a deadly sin for sure. Uh, yeah, like, so I, I have been lonesome for that connection, but I think what it really is, is just showing, like, I mean, I think about a year or is it almost two? A year ago, I started this mentorship and I remember in my little consultation with my mentor, uh, Vanessa, I was telling her my main issue is actually just feeling more at home with myself. And I remember crying about it. And she even was getting all teared up about it too. And how... It just, I just didn't feel like that, but I feel like I didn't feel that way because I probably wasn't being vulnerable with myself or I wasn't processing as much of these things. Yes. But I know like, just like we talked, yeah. touched upon uh -huh. in previous episodes uh -huh. is I also have that programming where like, I want to see a certain result happen on the outside as like a sign for me or encouragement for me to move forward. And and that is just definitely something I have to break because I realize that I'm prob I'm most likely the trailblazer. I'm the character in this universe to do the thing. I can't be looking outside of me for signs or encouragement to go because in this story, in my story, I had to learn how to facilitate myself and move forward from my true authentic self. And I think that's why me being disconnected from my true authentic self for the first 25 years of my life wasn't so much of a bad thing, even though it was so much turmoil emotionally. And I got had like anxiety. I had a lot of like high functioning anxiety that came from that, that I'm working on now. But I think it's definitely leading me to the best self. And I'm so, yeah, this is the life, man. This is the one I'm going to be practicing. This is the one dying. I'm rooting for. Yeah, I'm like, really? yeah, I'm getting ready to die on this one. Yeah. Like, I really want to make it count. <laughs> for reals, because at this point, you have really nothing left to lose. And the work truly does come from within. And when people say that, they mean addressing the issues that are the hardest, that feel the toughest on the inside, not the ones that are happening on the outside, the ones that you can quickly fix or the ones that you can potentially put work into to, to get a result from, because those results are only gonna be more damaging for you on the inside when you can't see those results later, when you're looking for them again later and you, for whatever reason, can't find them anymore. That's the hardest part is 
is kind of being able to address that not everything happens from the outside. It's all happening from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least in my perspective, for me, it's work on yourself from the inside to experience and share yourself on the outside. Yeah, and I think it... And I love you saying that message because I I think it's quite common. A lot of people really kind of operate in the, ah, this big world and I'm just living in it kind of thing. And things happen to me. Like, I really urge you to take a moment and see if that is what comes up in your mind space on a daily. And if it does, take a moment, even after listening to us here, and just see. And when does that happen most often for you? You can write it down or type it into your little notes app on your phone, and that could help you transform in huge ways. So yeah, I think this was the end of our episode. Please feel free to continue listening to us as we dive deeper into our next session here. Thank you for listening. And have a great one. Bye.